welcome to WRMS Radio. I'm your host, Jesse Jasper. Uh, today we have a very special guest, uh, Marcos Robos. The way Marcos became my friend and such a long friend is he left an impression on me in high school. He was an also like an, an, another type of art dude that just didn't really give a shit about anything. But with like good intentions, he wasn't like the rest of the people that went to my high school. I'm not going to describe the type of people that went to high school, because they're all good people. I feel like the, the lacking characters, at least in Almani or the art type, is, I related to them on that level. So, here's Marcos. What's up, dude? How are you? You're into tattoos for sure. Yeah, yeah, man. You got a new one that I see. Yeah, I just got two new ones uh, on your neck. On my neck, the wings. How fucking painful is that? No, I wouldn't say walk in a park, but it was it was pretty it was pretty easy compared to the shit like you've already been through. It was yeah, like all right. Shit that I already been through. I was like, dude, just tie it up. You like, just it's, taking it's it up. But for like for like dudes like me that have like only two tattoos on my oh, arms, no, it doesn't matter. I mean, you hurt. you. Yeah. know the pain already yeah like so, you just can't imagine it on my neck <laughs> like, oh yeah when he was doing the shading we would, yeah. it, it hurt uh, it hurt the thing about tattoos it isn't like a stabbing feeling it's more of like irritation huh like someone's yeah, going like back a, and forth exactly exactly yeah, like it's more just, like irritation than the actual like poking like someone's just fucking with your skin yeah. like going back and forth with a nail yeah pretty much like an indian like an indian burn yeah like, like, that's, that's like, perfect sh- actually sh- sh- like <laughs> someone yeah. keep irritating the fuck out of you yeah. I see. So you got new tattoos. You got two. What what are they of? The, uh, the number is twenty two. Yeah. It's my birthday. That's cool. Well, I obviously got that just because it's my birthday. Yeah. My mom gave birth to me December twenty second, nineteen ninety three. But then the other one, the other tattoos, they're they're wings. Yeah. Did you did you say December or September? December. Okay, I was gonna feel like a piece of shit if you said September. <laughs> nah, it's, it's, it's December 22nd. Dude. Oh, okay. It's right by Christmas. Oh, shit, you're gonna turn 25. Yeah. Congratulations, I'm 25 already. Oh, man, did you beat me too? In April, I was 25. Damn. On the 25th. You didn't hit me up, dude. I didn't hit anyone up. <laughs> you were there. What oh. do you mean? What do you mean I was there? You went for like two seconds and left. Oh, dude, that's because. For- We'll, we'll get into so that. We'll get into that. <laughs> we'll yeah, get into that. But you were there, so don't, don't yeah, pull yeah. that card on me. Yeah, yeah, I was there. I was there. You dropped off my present and left. Yeah, that's so, awesome. so I like that. It was a good present. I enjoyed my life. <laughs> <laughs> I remember hitting you up. You're like, we're missing you and Bud Light. <laughs> Just come through. I was, and like, I was like, nah, fuck that. I gotta give him something. The Bud Light stood longer than you did it. <laughs> Dude, at the end of the birthday, I know we're going off tangent, but I was like hanging out and if it was finally winding down, I was like, where's Marcos at? <laughs> because like everyone was hanging out. It was like in their little subgroups. It was like, I don't know. Everyone was just hanging out. And I thought you were probably just playing like beer pong the whole time or something. And then like when we're doing our rounds of saying goodbye, I was like, where's Marcos at? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. It was yeah. Oh, that was, that was trouble, but we'll get into that in a bit. Okay. So, 
Um, you always been into cars. Yeah. You're a car guy. Car I, wish guy. I, thought I, was, I used to be a car guy. Not anymore. It became too expensive, um, dude. Yeah, it became, it became a, lot, a big thing. Well, for me, I've always been in the car since I was four. Oh, okay. Like, working on them, breaking them apart. Yeah. So, ripping them apart and then putting them back together. Yeah, but you were also like the like the rugged car guy too, though. Like you yeah. like you like the beat up looking car too. You like the style of huh? like of it having some flavor in it. Oh well, yeah, like 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 your Integra. Yeah, my Integra is shark face Integra, dude. Like, <laughs> that was pretty cool, dude. Well, like I wanted to like make something creative that like no one really had, and now like I see it all over the place. Dude, it looked like a fucking Hot Wheel. Yeah, dude, that's why that's it, pretty it, cool. It looks it looked different. That yeah. it looks something like. It was my creativity in the car. Like, I was trying to go, like, like bomber-type car. Look. And, yeah, now I see it all over the place with, like, a sticker now. Like, mine was actually just straight up. Like, I would... It took me, like, maybe, like, two months to do it. But it was, like, not too, too long. Two months. Maybe about, like, six, seven months just sanding it down. Sanding it, dude, from clear coat. Oh, my God. So sanding it down, sanding it down, primering it, spray painting it yeah. myself, and then after doing the whole shark face. I noticed your car because it seemed like you and I were always doing the same builds kind of at the same time. Yeah. Like I had a Lexus and you had a Lexus build. Yeah. And then I had I had an Integra and you had an Integra yeah. build. But um, my build was a little different. Mine was just old school. It was like just kind of clean. I was just going for like a clean look, you know, just yeah. like kind of like a low key look. I think the only thing my, with mine was the carbon fiber hood. That yeah. was different. You saw that one, right? It was just like pure red and just struts and all that shit. Yeah, mine was just mine was just like I like, like yours. Like you said just rugged. Like <laughs> yeah. it was just like a, I don't give a fuck. Like like yours looked like a fucking hot wheel for real. Yeah, like I, it was just like I didn't give a fuck. Like I want this to be yeah. when you when someone I pass by you. You're gonna look at that car and be like, "What the heck? That's so cool!" Yeah, it was like, I get like thumbs up from little kids all the time. Like, <laughs> like, that was like get, make me happy, dude. That was like one of the, one of the things that why I made it. One of the reasons why I made it. I started avoiding um going past high schools in my car because there'll be kids in the street like rev rev. I'm like, shut the fuck up, dude. Yeah, <laughs> They're like, we know you have VTEC. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> like, get lower. <laughs> Like, you know how the crowds of kids trying yeah. to walk home, like, they're all blocking the road. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, this is too much. Just, you know, why you do that? Like, I have, I have enough fucking tickets ready, you know? Like, yeah, I don't dude. need more attention dude, in my life. I had, like, like, for that car, I mean, cars yeah. got me in trouble and stuff, though, too. I mean, I had, what, 16, almost, almost, almost $16,000 worth of tickets. Oh my! Fix the ticket. Sixteen thousand. Sixteen thousand. Oh my god, dude! For failure to appear and stuff. Oh, dude! Like I've got mad tickets. One was for speeding. Um, shoot, one was for speeding. It wasn't. I wasn't even speeding that much, dude. It was like down. It was like a forty, and I was going like fifty, like everyone does. And it was yeah. like nighttime too, and I got a ticket for that one and. I don't know what happened to the paper, and I didn't show up to court either. And I got a letter in the mail that my fucking license got sus- suspended. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm going in tomorrow. <laughs> like, yeah. That's about the furthest it's gotten for me. And I've got mostly parking tickets. That's yeah. my deal. It's not like racing or anything. Ma, but none of mine were racing them. Really? Just fix the tickets. Oh, fix the tickets. So okay. like either excessive, excessive camber, um, 
uh, no like front license plate. Well, because your shit was like ridiculous. Like it stood out. The floor. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Like it was. It was like honestly like my baby. Like, yeah, there was like, no I hiding could, it. Huh? There was no hiding that car. There's no hiding that car when I would pick up like like a girl or like or anybody in that car. Like they would just be like like down this rides like like like. A bomber, dude. yeah. Like it rides, like if you're in the sky, and it's just, like just shaking and shaking and shaking. <laughs> it's cool. Which is, I mean, I guess, I and mean, you can see the floor, like, and it's like if you put your finger down there, like the, your pinky, it would scrape. Oh, for sure. The asphalt. Okay. Because that's how. Oh, like, that low? So I yeah, basically what I did was like cut the exhaust uh, hinges and basically like shoved it up. Yeah. So it could like. So I could go lower. Okay. So it was like stupid. It was stupid low, dude. Like I had friends that were low, like, but when you touch the ground, you kind of had to like tip over a little. But with yours, you just lay your hand out. (laughs) Yeah. Your palms on the floor. (laughs) Yeah. Full palm. Like people have to imagine, imagine sitting in your car and you open the door and you put your hand out. Usually it sticks out the window, but this is touching the floor. Like, yeah. Like. (laughs) <laughs> that's the stupid law like just imagine like, that's what the sticker had that. on the back of it. it had a chanel thing yeah a chanel sticker and then it said stupid law okay it's because that's it makes <laughs> you had to bring the frame down further yeah dude, the, the basically the body of the car was yeah. on the floor okay so you had to have exhaust leaks for days yeah i have an exhaust yeah. i was running uh i was running at like a couple months i was running no headers oh really Okay. So, so basically, was, I was open-headed, my bad. So it was just, like, loud. Because mine was low, but, like, I would get exhaust leaks like there was no tomorrow. Mine was, like, regular low, you know, but yours was, like, it touching yeah, the Yeah, I just took my exhaust off at one point, and I was <laughs> like, you know what, this is, it's too much. It's, it's that weird phase, though, when you're younger, like, yeah, we're still into cars, even though I drove a Prius now, but... <laughs> like, we, we, we like cars and what they're about, and it's weird... We're in a weird time where we're seeing these gas cars actually become extinct and like these old school JDM cars mm. like becoming more valuable and precious to us because it's like a childhood thing, you know, like the A86, like seeing that in a cartoon and wanting one in real life, but exactly. we just replicate it. Exactly. <laughs> you just want to replicate that shit. Try to do something. <laughs> that, was good. that was done a long time ago. Just to feel part of it, but yeah. oh, I feel like the later generations are going to lose that. They are. Like, I mean, dude, people, people like us are going to start collecting. Yeah. We're getting older, obviously. We're going to start collecting, and they're not going to have those cars. I was actually very sad when I sold my RSX. Like, I was real sad, but it was time for it to go. Like, too many problems um, were happening to it. Like, yeah. it would boggle out after hitting. It was a high RPM car. I believe it hit 85. It was like very high RPM, so when you hit the RPMs too much, it would bog out at a stop sign or something. Yeah, but that's just ba- that's just a basic Honda motor, dude. They yeah, just shake yeah. for no reason sometimes. Let's lead into it. Yeah. So, like before this all happened, what was staying in the life of Marcos? Because you and I would chill. We won't. We won't um, talk about. <laughs> Us chilling. <laughs> like, like, like hard chilling. Like, you won't talk about us hard chilling. But, yeah, but like, what you do, like, day to day. Because you were a busy dude. Yeah. So, like, tell me what, um, day, how day in life was before. Dude, day in life was just... You were, you were, you were with that, um, you were with this girl. 
Um, You're with this I girl. Just say her name? It's up to you. <laughs> yeah, man, I really don't care, honestly, okay. at this point. So, uh, okay. I was just some girl named Amber. You're with um, Amber Salcido. <laughs> You're with this girl, Amber. Uh-huh. And um, you guys were living together? Were you? You had your own spot. You yeah, had your own yeah, spot. Yeah. And you invite me to, you invite me to, like, hang out randomly all the time, but, like, a whole bunch of kickbacks, like, a whole bunch yeah. of, like, things. I wish I would have went to one of those, but, yeah. I don't know, you always hit me up at all times. Like, yeah, I was busy. Like you, or you would, you, it's always, like, you were, like, oh, yeah, I was doing a photo shoot, yeah. or doing, like, one of these things, I was like, ah, dude, just do your thing, yeah. I mean, not, I mean, some people went, yeah. it's just, some people didn't, I mean, it's me it, just feeling guilty, like, not having, like, because I want to see my friends, genuinely, yeah. like, I do miss people a lot, and that's why, like, I would feel bummed out just because, like, fuck. I don't have moments with my homies, you know, yeah. or like my loved ones. Even like at that time, I was like even barely seeing my mom or <laughs> like my actual family. Exactly. Yeah, but exactly. you guys were living together and stuff, and you were working. Where were you working at? You were um, working like three jobs at the time, right? Yeah, dude, I was working at, at some warehouse. That was like eight hours a day. And then after I would go to Shell, I worked yeah. at Shell. And then I worked at, um, what was it? A restaurant. Dude, you, you and I always had weird jobs. <laughs> like just anything like, dude, like to I, keep us busy, right? Well, it was basically like, like I need money to support myself. But you're a fucking, you like to work. Yeah. You genuinely like to work. Yeah, dude. Like I'm not a guy that's just going to sit down and just chill and just like, like be a bum. You feel like your head will blow off if you don't work, huh? Yeah. Like, I feel like, like, if I sit down, <laughs> like, on a day off, it's weird, you know, like, what the fuck? Like, you're gonna force you to, we force ourselves to do something. Yeah. So, like, you were, you were a fucking working dude, you're a work addict, and you're just spending time with your check, and, I don't know, you're just living the regular 24, 23-year-old <laughs> life, you know? Yeah. Um, well, I don't even know if it's a 23-year-old, because it was like, it was like I was taking on responsibilities that like people don't take on until they're, they're like thirty. Move out or twenty like twenty six. They move out. I moved out when I was maybe twenty one. Twenty one. And what was the deal with that? You were just tired of being at your mom's or your family's house. Well, me and my mom would argue. You know, I, I I'm not gonna lie. Like I was. I would come home messed up, drunk, or whatever, and she would notice, I mean, obviously she would notice, and she wouldn't like that. Then, um, oh no, I didn't move out at 21. I moved out at 18. Oh, shit, sure. even younger. Yeah, I moved out when I was 18, and then, um, it was just because I, I wasn't doing my part, and I should, I should have, I should have done my part, because, I mean, my mom, my mom was right. Not to say that, like, all moms are right, but my mom is right. She well, knows. She knows best for me because she knows like my state. The the weird thing is like you know growing up, I think everyone could relate that. Like you're just trying to have a good time, you know, just like especially at that age, eighteen, dude. Yeah, like I was just trying to like you know spend time with my girlfriend, but then I wouldn't go see her, and it was because of my girlfriend. Oh, okay. So it sounds like at the you had a very like. Um, I don't know how to describe a relationship, a very, you guys were a piano pot, I guess. Like, she liked being around you the whole time and seeing what you're up to, or, like, what do you mean? Yeah, like, she, that, that girl was, was crazy. 
she Amber I'll say her name I don't I don't mind because like it's over and dealt with she was she was like like literally like crazy like like how, how it was a toxic like relationship yeah it was really it was very toxic because like I mean she did bad things I did bad things like I never heard her. Like, I never put hands on her at all. She's always, she, she always used to put hands on me. Okay. And I think that's why, like, but since you're with the person so long. You become accustomed to it. You become accustomed to it. Yeah. Accustomed to it. And then, but, yeah, you just, you just take it after. Yeah. I just felt like it was also probably one of your, at least serious relationships. One of your first serious relationships. Uh, you're like, you were young and you're moved out. So you probably thought it would have, like, um, like blew over or whatever i could imagine that yeah like you could imagine it just being like a phase or something and then like that's how you probably just kept going on with it because yeah. i know at times it would, it would be even hard to like hang out with you because you would make a time and day or whatever and for some like reason you just couldn't make it yeah. like it was, five minutes before yeah it was because of her it was like oh no you get to spend the night you get to stay with me and it's just like okay like but it's just like it's messed up, or it's really like like fucked up. I was like I think about it because we had a dog together. We bought a dog together, and we had him for like three years, and then she just took him away from me. But I feel like this is also good um information for like people that are younger that listen to this. Probably all two younger kids. Just kidding. <laughs> younger kids. It could be younger kids. It could be. It could, it could just people be people going through it right now. Yeah, every day. I mean obviously like there's a lot of people going through a lot of things right now. Yeah, I, just, I see that but like you could see that um, relationships go both ways because I know like we're at a time of day where a lot of things are like blamed on um, you know males a lot yeah. <laughs> things are blame, blame on dudes a lot but people have to see that it's a neutral a neutral um, I guess blame game like it's not coming from one person only you know it's coming from both and i feel like both have to like reevaluate or adjust and really like think what's good for you especially if you're in a like a toxic relationship just like the mentality state of just like you know being younger and stuff yeah i mean but this is like it's good to hear like for other people going through it and see how we were like on and off since we were like 18 18 where'd you um where'd you meet this um i actually met her on MySpace, dude. No way. Yeah, like I met her on MySpace and I told her to meet up like at like the West Covina Mall because like. Were you using MySpace in two thousand eleven? In oh nine, then my bad. Yeah. In oh nine, okay. in oh nine, that's when I met her. You guys known of each other? Did no. you guys ever meet? Yeah, we we met. Oh shit! Like she like, she I guess like she thought she didn't think I was cute or whatever, and I was just like, oh yeah, like she's cute. Like, I knew your previous girlfriends. At least I've known two of them. But, like, that's because I just, like... But that was, those are, like, like high school relationships. Yeah, I guess that's true. That's very true. I so, don't count anything in high school. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, I don't, too, but... One, I mean, one girl, obviously, uh... Leah, she actually, like, reached out to me. Like, uh, obviously, a couple days ago, we talked, and... It was, it was it was nice. Obviously, no arguing. She has a fiance and stuff. She's on her own. She's doing her doing her thing. I'm yeah, proud of her. That's that's um. I've always known Leah as a cool person. Always, 
always known her as like as a, as a nice girl, and it doesn't surprise me that um, she would wish you well and like a speed recovery and stuff, and that she does like care about you. Okay. Um, yeah, it's not unpredictable, but I imagine it no different. Like, how'd you get like over it, or how did it end, basically? Because you guys aren't together anymore. Who, me and Leah? No, you and Amber. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, with Amber, like, we had, like, so many differences, and, like, she, like, didn't want to put in a part in, in a relationship. As in, like, we lived together, yeah. I was paying rent, and I was paying, like, her tuition. Oh, for the school? For the school. So, yeah. like, it's kind of like, how am I, and I'm paying for food, so how am I, like, how do we both sign this lease? And I'm only paying for everything. And you're living scot-free. Dang. And you would go to your mom's and your mom would buy you stuff. And I was going to, what, a Dollar Tree to go get my deodorant, to go get my shampoo. Like, like the cheap brands, obviously. Because, yeah. like, you know, I have a lot of money. Even though I worked, I mean, it was, yeah. what, almost $1,000 in rent. And then on top of that, it was... uh. Just living. <laughs> living costs, yeah. Living, living costs cost for herself. And then if she wanted to go on a date, she wanted to go out, go drink, go do this. It was, yeah. it was a lot. Like I understand. But for I can imagine at the time for you, it wasn't like a big deal. But like in retrospect, now that you think about it, you were in a, like, you. I don't know if I want to say you regret it, but you learned your lesson from it. Yeah, I learned my Definitely. Yeah, of course, I learned my lesson from it. Like, I was, I was like, honestly, madly in love with this girl. So you didn't you didn't feel the toll of it? Because whenever I seen you, it seemed like you had energy for days, dude. Well, that's just me in general. Like, yeah. I'm just, like, I'm just optimistic, dude. I love, yeah. I love to be optimistic because, I mean, why are you going to make yourself, like, say if you go out at night and do your thing or whatever, and you have a bad night. It's like, okay, then you're going to, basically, the next day you wake up, you're so, are you still going to be in that bad mood? I'm not. I mean, that's me. I'm not. So, Anybody else yeah. would probably wake up and be like, oh, I'm of that stuff from yesterday. That's, uh, my friend told me a saying is that every, um, every day is a new start, or every morning is a new day or something. Like, he said, like, in their family, they would literally, everything that happened, that, that day basically restarts the next day. So you're in your family got in a big ass argument, like like a huge argument. You guys are just like mad at each other. And the next day, it's like nothing happened. Like that's the family rule. Like it's the new day, like we forgive each other and all that shit is what I got from it. Yeah. And I felt like you're that kind of person naturally. Yeah, that's just yeah. but but that's how I am twenty four seven. Like uh, yeah. <laughs> if something bad make it makes me mad, like two seconds later. I'll be happy. I'll just obviously, you know, fix the problem and get over it. I see it in your art a lot too. Like, what's the type of graffiti you do? Because I also do graffiti, but mine's like, <laughs> I just want to go like fuck up a spot, you know? <laughs> like, it's a weird character and then I leave, you know? But yours, I felt like, was always kind of the same as mine too. Yeah, mine was kind of just like, it was kind of like fuck it up, but just, just put how I was feeling at the time. So say if I like, which brings me brings us back to being optimistic. Would I would just go out, get my cans of spray paint, and draw characters. That just made me happy. So obviously, like that's I'm back to square one where I'm optimistic again. Yeah. And not have that troubled mind or whatever. So I would just go, do my characters, and they would just destroy. 
shit. I felt like the, the times I did um graffiti, I was at a, I was in a peculiar like mood, you know, yeah. like when I made a mass like load of stickers and I posted them everywhere, like in LA. Yeah. <laughs> like I went to I went to an Office Depot, uh-huh. and I went to their printer <laughs> and I took their sticker paper and I printed it on and I threw it on my backpack. And I left, and I just cut them out of my car, and I threw them all over LA because I had no intentions of doing anything with them. I just wanted to, uh, yeah, like, r- like I just felt like, like that angry energy. You just go like, I don't give a fuck right now about anything. Yeah. Like the regular me would pay for that sticker paper, you know. <laughs> but like I was in the spunk where like I, I could give a shit, you know. Like I of course paid for the printing, but like after that I just threw it in my backpack and I left. And I went to a particular one where no one cares, <laughs> so. I guess that justifies it, and um, I also did a lot of graffiti that day too. But I was the I felt like my drive behind it was my girlfriend was like insanely mad at me at the day at the moment I guess, and that that was like the driving force for me to actually like get the fuck up and go like miles away and like all through LA and yeah. possibly I it's mean, like destructive kind of it, like you could get arrested and shit. It's destructive, but I mean it's also like. It's also a therapy. Whether it's talking to a psychiatrist or whether it's smoking weed, it's drinking, everybody has their little personal home remedy. Yeah, that's very true. Mine was graffiti, now it's... But I feel like mine is um, still for my excess energy to go away, make stuff or At least I stay busy for the most part. I like to stay busy. And... Oh, so your graffiti, you do, you do characters like I do. And you do them just... You were doing them more in high school, huh? Yeah, I was doing them more in high school. Yeah, you were doing it, like, as a daily thing in high school. Yeah, like, I would go have a spray yeah. can in my backpack, you know, put yeah. the mag- magnet on it, make sure it doesn't... Rattle? Rattle. I'll catch a spot over here. Yeah. Um, when I'm going home, I'll catch a spot on the floor. The double magnet to ball track? <laughs> yeah, like, it was just... I feel like getting older, too, there has to be a drive <laughs> to do that destructive behavior too like i said like the older i got the less i stopped doing it like i still do it when i have campaigns mm-hmm. but i used to do it like more often too just for fun but yeah, I see, like, right now like i'm not like, like obviously i can't do it but right now it's life the focus on making myself a better person so why am i gonna like go destroy something you could just i'd rather put it on the canvas now well that's pretty i don't know i feel like that um that shook destructive side is still on me um i don't know if i would ever be able to kick it like i know I, i'm still gonna go draw dumbass characters no, i mean walls. i mean i'm down like i'm yeah. like i would be down like yeah. i don't want to like contradict myself or anything but like yeah i don't want you to say anything that <laughs> you could just keep doing it. no i know but yeah, like, for like, sure but I'm gonna. obviously like if i really wanted to i would yeah. go out and do it but but a lot of my stuff is staying um, anonymous, you know? Like, I don't really display my graffiti unless I have a campaign. Yeah. Like, I feel like you're like that, too. Like, you don't talk about it at all. Nope. You just go and do it, right? I just go and do it. It's, it's yeah. on impulse. Very. Like, I feel like if I go and tell people, they'll get fucking mad at me. <laughs> like, I don't tell anyone. Yeah, because like, when I go. Like, why am I going to go and tell my mom? Oh, I'm gonna go. But even some my friends, <laughs> like even like my friends, oh, like yeah, tell like, them. Like, I don't you, tell you them. tell them. Not, obviously, you can't tell them because if you tell them, they're gonna be like, 
like oh dude like grow up and it's just yeah. like it's kind I of just like I feel like that's a big um, issue too though it's hard for people that don't like make shit to really understand like why you're doing it like they're thinking like it's an assignment you know like like an assignment the only reason you should do that is if you're getting paid or if you have to do that yeah but for us it's like it's a part of like not to sound artsy fartsy but it's a part of like our being where you have to commit this act or else you can't live with yourself you know? yeah like yeah 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 like you i don't like, know I, what it I, is i need to draw this character yeah like, it's like a it's a it becomes a necessity yeah like dude like my i've been through um like cameras one my recent camera burned out i have to go get it fixed but that isn't chop my arm off you know what i mean like right. okay like my camera's down i'm gonna go draw this i'm gonna go record that i'm gonna go put this together like yeah, so yeah well you have so many things to do and stuff like that so but i feel like um i don't know that's my biggest thing like i'm submersed in like too much where like it keeps me <laughs> like like away from everything from everything dude okay. like it's like so much shit that, like you're in everything but you're out of everything yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, so. <laughs> I mean, that's like kind of yeah. like I'm not a lot of people understand, but it's just like you have so much on your plate, but yet like out of that plate, there's like so much extra too that comes with yeah. it. I'm just there's, like, um, there's this guy named Bobby, Bobby Kim, aka Bobby Hundreds, and he said he knows a little of everything and a lot of nothing. That's because he doesn't um, display as one thing. Like, he knows how to take photos, videos, and all that, but he's only known for, like, the hundreds, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I read an art, article about him. But I'm not, no way I'm describing myself, like, as Bobby Kim, mm -hmm. but I'm saying, like, I like to put my two cents in everything I think I could, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I've been writing, I've been writing a lot of jokes, too, and... Like, that's something I don't tell any, anyone about. Yeah, but, but that's something, like, honestly, that... I also is, write, too. That is probably your therapy. That's, yeah. like, that's the only way you express yeah. yourself. I also have a, a... Fuck, I have a horrible journal. For it's dude, not... It's, I mean, dude, honestly, it's yeah. not a horrible journal if, yeah. you're, if you're writing it, dude. I don't know. It's that's the, just me being positive, because, yeah. like, it's just, again, I, like, the positivity thing. I think it's the content in the journal I maybe. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> whether to. it's talking yeah. about like having sex, it's talking about killing someone, it's talking yeah. about these like psychopath thoughts or whatever. Yeah. I mean, as long as like you are happy with what you wrote or can express what you feel, then it shouldn't be a problem. I feel like I just like expressing and if it's not hurting anyone. Mm. It's what I like the most, you know? Yeah. Like, I definitely... I don't know. Like, I write I write some stuff or draw some stuff, and I'll make some things, and I always show it to, like, some people I think that's stuff they'll like. Like, I have I have images, like, I know this person will like them, so I'm going to show them that one. Yeah. And I have, like, if I want to show an image to someone else, like, okay, I think you will like this, so I show them that subject matter. But I know some images won't sit with others, like, there'll be some, like, shit I'll pull up, and, like, my girlfriend will, like, stab me in the back for it. <laughs> you know <laughs> and there's also like some shit where like i could show my mom you know yeah but i feel like as long as you're doing something that allows the energy to come out of you 
for you to feel content and not to hurt anyone else. But at least I'm on that. That's what I feel like. Yeah, I mean, I express. That's, that's good. I mean, expression's good. I mean, that's if you keep the keep it bottled up, it's just gonna. It's not gonna be good at end. Like I feel like I know a lot of people that keep it bottled up, and it's gonna be a scary day one day, dude. It is. Like, it is. Everybody, everybody has the boiling point. It's, it's, man. Like I wonder, without art, what, what I would do. What do you think? What a, what a lot of people would do. It would be a bland world, like. Oh, and um, for a side note, we're actually in like in the middle of LA. So if you hear shit in the background, <laughs> that's just it being a noisy neighborhood. Uh, but I feel, I don't know. I feel like it's not hurting anyone, or at least expressing yourself doesn't hurt people. Yeah, it doesn't. It really doesn't, unless you're expressing yourself and you're doing it in like a, like I'm stabbing this person <laughs> way. Then it's but not. I I think. All of it deserves to come out, you know? Like, yeah. I feel like a lot of stuff is getting um, restricted these days, too. Like, people get offended where they don't want... They would rather not see it. But I want to live in a world where I'm able to see it, but it's my choice or not if I want to pay attention to it. Yeah. And I feel like we're in a tipping point where the world just doesn't want to be able for that to exist, if that's weird. Yeah. like does that make sense yeah it makes sense like it's this guy that I think he got trialed or arrested for teaching his dog how to um, do like the Hail Hitler thing as a joke uh-huh. and he put it on line and he got arrested for it it was like in Australia or like the UK or something but why though because people thought it was offensive that it was like animal abuse to teach your dog how to do a Hail Hitler but how is that really animal abuse if you're not hurting the dog yeah. You're teaching them a trick. I mean, yeah. it was also a joke, you know. But it was, yeah, it's also a joke, dude. I mean, yeah. but people, people are really fucking sensitive, and it's just like, why? It's people need to stop. Like, I don't know if I'm becoming insensitive or if I'm becoming like, I don't know, dude. Like, if I'm getting tougher skin because there is a mass amount of like shit happening on the <laughs> the world right now, where like you can. Like, have a mental breakdown from it. Well, I've always had this attitude of, my mom goes, if Nick, Nick is going to do this, because they call me Nicholas, that's a middle name, and then basically they go, Nick is going to be Nick. That means, basically, you're going to do whatever you want to do, whatever the fuck you want to do. And I would do whatever the fuck I wanted to do. Like, that, that mind state of you, like, being, like, sensitive, like, you know, are you looking at the news and having that mental breakdown? Like, I just don't care. I just don't care about that. I'm focused on myself. Like that, 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 that is a good point. But I know a lot of people take that the wrong way, too. Like, you should... Like, there's only so much we could do. Yeah. You know, it's like... It's either us have a mental breakdown over all these things that are happening. Yeah. Or, like, contribute to society, you know? It's like... Yeah, but I mean... You have a job. Yeah. You are living wherever you live and how are you not giving back if you're if you're doing work no but i feel like people like that's the only choices we have or else you don't have no choice you know it's like we have to you have to keep moving and i feel like there's a lot of people right now that are disabled 
not in like physicality but like mentally because yeah. it's so overwhelming like you're getting updates on like how these kids are in these determined camps right now, like as we speak right now yeah. and like being tested on and it was like a shooting in your neighborhood or this happened with your cousin like yeah. all of that could drive and, you and, alone yeah. all that could give you a insane down, but it's just like but people it, have to carry like that's solely the only choice you have you to carry have to on. Cope. We you have to have cope to. with it, or cope with it, or your yeah. life will stop. Yeah, it's just gonna just be shit, dude. Yeah, I feel like this is a a great segue to telling us how you're coping with your state of being right now, how your life was, and how what led up to like your accident. Well, basically. Um, me and Ar- me and Amber would argue whatever about the motorcycle, all the time. Like any other person would, like my mom would. Yeah, I remember I mean, when I told my mom. There's pros and cons and stuff, but you can't be one sided about it. And also, people have to. You only get one life. If you want to do something that is, that could put you at risk, you should be able to do that thing because it's your life. And you have, like, one life. Like, a lot of people understand that aspect of, like, the motorcycle argument. Yeah. But with you, like, you showed the possibility. Like, you know? Yeah, I showed, I showed a lot of things. Like, Amber, like, it, like this showed you a lot of stuff. Like, I know we're being vague. We're going to jump into it. But Amber would tell you not to buy this thing. Yeah, and I was like, no, yeah. this and that. So I didn't. I bought a car. Yeah. I bought a car. Yeah. We ended up breaking up. Um, after that, I was working three jobs and I had another job. I worked, I started working at Valvoline just to get experience, like for automotive. Oh yeah. I just want to shout out to Hugo cause he's the one that, he's the one that taught me, <laughs> taught me a, a lot of stuff about, about cars. That's, that's how I know. I just want, I went there for like six months and back to my mom's. And then six months passed, applied a Cadillac from yeah. like a former colleague that actually told us like, uh, uh, oh, that we went to school with. Basically what I did was I went and I applied and I got a position as a mechanic for Cadillac. So obviously I took it's a dope it. job. Yeah, it's I a dope it. job. It's just like, yo, I'm working on cars all day. It's something I'm like thrilled about so that comes around and everybody's like oh like like my family is like so proud of me and stuff like that like i was like cool like okay so me and amber broke up whatever i sell the car sell the car to pay off the tickets that i had all those tickets that we were talking about (laughs) yeah so i i did you paid them off i paid them off and got like got my license back dude because yeah. i was like i was driving without a license for like a, i remember that for, like a long dude it was like like almost like four years dude oh without a license and when i get when i got pulled over i would just pull over and park and then just get out of the car because the cop can't do anything when they like, got outside the car without the keys in the ignition really yeah oh that's a cool trick yeah that's what i did a couple times like a lot yeah. so i would do every time and then um after that, 
I like asked my uncle for some money because I was like, obviously, I paid all my tickets. That was all my money. So I go, oh, okay, next payment I get from Cadillac. And then I'll tell my uncle, yo, I have this much amount of money. I need this much. And um, I bought the bike. Bought the motorcycle. And everything was just going well for me. I, I started accumulating a lot of money. Um, then I moved to, obviously, Pasadena because I wanted to be close to my job. I don't really like to be alone. Like, because, yeah. like, obviously, like, I miss my dog. I miss, obviously, having a girl next to me. So, like, I really wasn't at home. You were just so used to always being accompanied. Yeah, I come, yeah. You lived with someone and a pet too, you know. You had yeah. your own mini family, or whatever, for yeah. a while. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for a while. it was a long time, and then, and then going to having nothing. It's just like, like I would just come home and like, like just eat, and go to my mom and sleep. So yeah. basically, I was like kind of just like paying for like nothing. <laughs> yeah, just to keep your a place to keep your stuff. Up. It was like basically like. Yeah, yeah, that's all it was. Yeah, it was basically like storage. Like I might as well got a storage thing and just, like yeah. called in my house. Like, Cause you were so used to the family unit that like you just fucking like I'm just gonna go to my mom's fucking like. <laughs> yeah, and it was just like yeah. my mom was there. Like, my, my mom, I love my mom to death. I yeah, mean, she's her and my grandma are the like like angels, dude. Yeah, like angels to me. Um, but uh. But no, um, like, I don't know where I was at, dude. <laughs> I was in the CBD Like, you're good. But you see, you're saying, like, um, like, the point of life you were at. Like, you barely bought the motorcycle and how life, you bought the motorcycle because life was so weird at the moment. Like, you were just trying to, like, free yourself or something. Yeah. Um, the motorcycle was obviously like I was I was really like happy yeah. about cars, but I wanted to like I wanted to see how it would be to get a motorcycle because I've always wanted one. I wanted yeah. to know how to, it would be to be free. Yeah, and like you were like, describing to me that feeling like when you're in a motorcycle, this feels like you're fucking flying. Yeah, you're you're free. You have your helmet on, and you're just. Going down the freeway, going I was like going down the ten, yeah. like going like one forty, and at three like three o'clock in the morning, three thirty in the morning, and it, it's it's such like an amazing feeling. Like yeah. there's no one on the freeway at three no, in the morning. Yeah, three in the morning. Yeah, you, and it was especially on a work on a work day. Yeah. So I was just like flying down there, and it was it was beautiful. Like yeah. it, it was just it gave me like like just like starring it. So hearing the clutch, braking, everything, doing everything, yeah. was just like so amusing to me. It's like a Turbo Canyon feel, or like a GMR feel, like when you take your your car to the mountain and feeling what it's really like capable of. You know, just feeling the turns and all that. Yeah, I like understand to a certain extent. The only um, motorcycle I drove in the past was like a year. It was Stevens, and I fell over. <laughs> Yeah, like dude. Yeah, like right yeah. when I got my dude, it felt like, like, like I, I got it. Uh, well, I bought it and I purchased it in uh, Long Beach. So 
that was my first time like actually driving on the freeway and i was like 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 let's like open it up and let's like see how it feels because at first i was going like it's going 65 and everybody's passing me i was like it's like my tachometer wrong or like my speed gauge or whatever it's wrong and no everybody's just passing by me and i was like you know what like i'm just gonna like just open it up a little bit it was going like 80 and then going with the cars and i was like like dang this feels like so beautiful amazing like it was like ecstasy kind of like that sort that's what that motorcycle gave me like an ecstasy feeling and that's that's pretty rare yeah, I can imagine just being like going as fast as a car with both no seatbelt or shell. I think the only other closest feeling is probably being on a ride, right? Like being on a roller coaster, like being outside in the environment at that speed. Like that's the only other thing you could compare a motorcycle to. <laughs> yeah, if that. If that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if that. It was, it was freeing for you. It was. It helped you cope with stuff, I imagine. Like, yeah, it helped me cope with a lot. Like, like. Also kept your mind off the, the, the breakup. breakup. Yeah, the breakup with the dog. Um, yeah, dude, getting your dog taken away is like getting your kid taken away. Yeah. Like, you become so attached to that living thing. Exactly. And, and like, like it was like on her on her terms, and like it was basically like only like I couldn't even go inside because the mom hated me. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, like, like it was just it was just unfair. So what what was um what like I know you guys are broken up now, but what really ultimately like led to the breakup? Like there was just like a com- conflicting like aspect, something she didn't like. Com- or... Conflicting aspect was another guy, and mm-hmm. like obviously like I guess he had something that I guess I I wasn't doing, and I I mean I was like honestly like a loyal boyfriend or ex boyfriend, um. I don't see, like, if I'm doing pain, giving you love and affection, giving you money when she needed it, paying for her tuition, yeah. paying for her rent and her food. Yeah. You were just really on, like, fucking um, dad mode. Yeah, I was like, yeah, well, if we have a dog together, I'm going to prove to you that we're going to be family. a family. And yeah. we're, that dog is going to end up being a baby at the end. Yeah, I get you. And, yeah, I mean... I feel like when couples take it to the next level, they get like a pet together for some reason. Yeah. I've noticed that in other couples too. Yeah. So I can imagine like taking your head off like the dog and like her and I don't know, just having your own spot and also having loved ones in it. But now you have your own spot, but to get that feeling, you're back at like your mom's, yeah. you know, but also, so you bought this motorcycle to take that away from like to take some of that feeling away because it did right you're telling me that yeah. i helped you deal with all of that shit yeah it did and and like tattoos obviously helped too yeah so like i got a back tattoo and it's like she she didn't want me to get tattoos she's like i want um like a not not a regular guy but i want a, like a regular like not even a regular guy but but she goes i want like like a plain run-of-the-mill dude <laughs> like Maybe. Basically, basically, she put it out as like, I want a guy that's pure, that doesn't have tattoos or piercings or, or anything like that. Sounds you know? a regular old Christian, Joe. I guess, dude. Yeah. I guess, and and she, but she she put it in a different a different terminology, and I was just like, I was like, oh she, oh traditional. I want a traditional man. You were with me prior to this. Why all of a sudden you're saying that? 
And after she goes, basically, like, she went inside to go, like, one night we went out, she looked, like, she was, obviously, we both looked good and whatever, and then, like, we, like, we went to the Cheesecake Factory or something like that, and then after she was, like, well, I'm going inside my house, because she was going to spend the night at my house, and then the phone vibrates, I'm like, why is the phone vibrating? Like, who's texting her? Like, I have a feeling. She's already starting to push me away, kind of. Yeah. And we were trying to, like, make things up. Like, someone's texting her and it goes, oh, uh, whatever, I'm thinking about you. Um, thank you for letting me bring you ice cream and flowers to yeah. your job. And I was like, like, what is it? Like, dude, like, like what was wrong? And so I, I screenshotted it. Like, I was curious, like, what what's going on? Yeah. And I, I the dude that, um, that she was going around with, like, basically was a dude that she worked with. So I was like, like, what the heck? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, you like, like you guys been, like, kind of talking for, like, four or five months. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that. She goes, oh, it's just work-related. She always say that, work-related, work-related. I was like, okay. And then I you trusted her. You trusted her, though, obviously, for a long time. Because obviously, a relationship supposed to have trust. I mean, that's yeah. 100%. Yeah. So... Yeah, and then after, like, she goes, oh, we should take a break. And I go, I go, honestly, like, to be truthful with you, and I go, okay, whatever. And then she would, like, try to come over or whatever and see me. And, like, basically, like, she was just kind of, like, playing the field. And after she came back, and then she was just like, oh, I can't do it anymore. I go, okay, cool. Like, like I don't want this anyways. Like, I want, I'm going to get my motorcycle, and I'm going to do all that stuff yeah. because I'm, I'm not going to be with you. You were done with, like, trust issues and, like, stuff, right? Yeah, and the trust issues is, is the biggest thing, dude. Yeah. It's the biggest thing. And for me, for... It's always, like, oh, the guy's always cheat. The guy's always cheat. It's not like that, dude. Like, you can have a face... A, a person can have a faithful yeah. man. Yeah, like, like, what was I saying? Like, it goes both ways of the spectrum. Like, it definitely goes, like... It's um, a total two-factor thing. Like, at the end of the day, everyone is... Human and both male and female are able to do it, you know? Yeah, that's why I was just like, yeah, it, I mean, it happened. I was like, I was heartbroken, but honestly, I was like heartbroken for about like, like a couple of days. Like, but during those days, like, I was still happy just because like, I'm not, a, like, again, I'm not a person that's going to be like, oh, yeah. I'm going to cry all day and try to get her back. I was like, nah, you know, I do like. Yeah. I'm still gonna be happy regardless whether you're really working on your stuff at this point too you're just like what you and I used to talk about like just going on our paths and what's going to happen yeah you're definitely on that route yeah so I was like yeah I was just trying like to deal with myself to deal with like just taking care I'm basically just taking care of myself too yeah and um so it's it's 3am and where were you at 3am? 3am, I was at actually with my friend, my friend, uh, Troy's house. And that day we, we, we had like a couple, a couple beers. Yeah. We were uh, just chilling though. We were just chilling, yeah. yeah like it wasn't like straight, like yeah. party, yeah. get messed up. And just not, hang out and drink yeah. together. Yeah, so I had like a, a drink in me or two and... Yeah. I was just like, it's already 3.30 in the morning. 
I should go home. Yeah. I work in the morning. I you're you're always a night dude too because when I used to hang out, it was always fucking eleven p.m. or later. Yeah, like it was like it was like yeah, let's go out, like let's go do something. Yeah, and so it's three a.m. I I decide, and he tells me too. He goes, oh. You should stay. Like, it's already 3.30. Yeah. Just like, crash for the night. Yeah, basically, just stay here. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to stay here. I'm like, I want to go back to my mom's. Because with my, um, with my, shoot, this actually happened to me because I could be relatable. I, I shot this music video for my friend Slade. And he lives an hour, like, an hour and something away. And my other friend and I were um, leaving his house, like, a like at one or two something in the morning he's like dude just spend the fucking night so i understand what you mean it was just like a hassle right like just chill here and you can uh-huh. leave in the morning so that's what he meant right like just cut, like chill for the night yeah it's like fuck it it's like three thirty. don't fucking leave i get you on that yeah so and i did leave that night too so i get you on that part <laughs> i was like yeah, nah, i gotta go to, sleep wanna, yeah. like i want to go sleep with my family yeah. and like you also want to wake up and go do your thing. Yeah, I need to take a shower. I need to brush my teeth. Like, yeah. I, I, it was already too late. I started work at 8. Yeah. So I had to be up by 7. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going home. And I remember going home, turning. This was in, he lived in Temple City. Yeah. Like Temple City, Pasadena, mm-hmm. San Marino area. I don't know, like yeah. sort of or whatever. They all kind of look the same. <laughs> yeah, they all kind of look the same. Basically, like I hit Huntington. I go down Huntington and I hit Santa Anita, and then um, Santa Anita's dead up there in the morning. I've gone down <laughs> Santa Anita exactly, many of the times exactly, up there in the morning. Exactly. That's why. So Santa Anita, I'm going, I'm going. Um, in like all honesty, I was probably going maybe like. I need like I didn't want to say it, dude. I yeah. was going pretty. I was just. You're just. Uh, you're just. You were just going fast. I was going pretty either. fast because I'm trying. I'm trying to get home. I'm dude, trying, dude, I'm trying to sleep. When I was younger, I've gone like hundred and something down <laughs> Santa Anita, so I know what you mean. It's yeah. a long street. But yeah, it's a long <laughs> street, dude. It's a long street, and like I'm on the left lane, so I'm going southbound, and then um, <clears throat> some pathfinder was going. I guess faster than me. Yeah. And. uh he clipped the he clipped the side of my handlebar. Yeah. Uh, I lost control. Yeah. Um, I lost control. Um, basically slid eight hundred feet. I scraped my kneecap. Okay, so you're on the left side of the lane, and you're going you're going however fast you're going, and yeah. this pathfinder just he, wants to blow you out of the water. I think he he didn't see my. My, you didn't see your my, my tail light. Yeah. And my tail light's only like about maybe the size of like a pack of gum. Yeah, because motorcycle tail lights are small as fuck. Yeah. So yeah. like that's my light, and I think he saw me at the last moment, swerved. Yeah. And hit me, but I think he was drunk because I remember looking up as I was like fall like falling, and yeah. he was still swerving. Really. Yeah. So. He slid eight hundred feet. Yeah. After he hit. Hit your um, handlebar. Yeah, after hit my handlebar, so wobbling, my handlebars are wobbling, and then I fall. Obviously, I let go, and then I fall to the ground. I hit my helmet. Uh, actually, hit my helmet first, and uh, as you flopped the motorcycle, you went helmet first. 
No, I went like forward, like to like to the side. Oh, so you're rolling like yeah, eight hundred, like, like sliding or rolling eight hundred feet. It was both. Yeah, it was both because I had road rash everywhere. So yeah. Um. So yeah, my my helmet hit at one point, or I don't know. I mean, obviously it's kind of blurry to talk about it, but yeah, like I hit my front, the front part of it, and it broke the the brackets in my braces. But lucky, like it, it luckily it didn't pull out any of my teeth. Yeah, that's like the main did, thing. Did your helmet fly off? No, I really. My and yeah, it's crazy because like a week a week prior to that, my dad goes like, oh, "I want you to be safe, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna go buy you this helmet." Yeah. And so he went to buy me a helmet that actually fit me, because I was I was uh, I was like rocking, uh, old like a not an old school helmet like a extra large. Yeah, you were just any helmet that fit. Yeah. yeah, so it was like extra large and I had tight, like really tight. But yeah. that was, honestly, if I had that helmet, I would have died, dude. So the bracket sort of became loose on the helmet and tore off your head. Yeah. Because it's supposed to be a snug fit, huh? And it's, it's that helmet. To, it's supposed to be like as if it's squeezing your face. Yeah, because it feels like your head's getting squeezed when you're in an appropriate helmet. Yeah, so, so that happens or whatever. And then I get up. After I'm done sliding, and my pants are gone. Yeah. My shirt's gone. The only thing I had on, on the only thing I had on basically was the back of my shirt. Yeah. From all the road rash. Yeah. It, basically, all the blood just like stuck to it. Oh my god. Yeah. So I get up, and like I'm just like in shock or in adrenaline or whatever. So I go and like I see my stuff on the floor. I see my wallet, my my iPhone, and my uh, AirPods. Yeah. And um, I go and I go pick up my phone. And at this point, like I'm in shock. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Um. I'm in shock, and then after that, I pick up my I pick up all my stuff and I go to my bike and I'm in the middle of the street. I'm almost like people cars are almost hitting me. And um, I'm trying to pick up my bike with, like, two broken hands that are just shattered, like, yeah. into dust. And like, you don't notice that your hands are like, broken. I don't, I don't notice this, dude. I'm, I'm, like, so, like, out of it. You're an adrenaline, probably rushed, too. Yeah, so I was trying to just, like, oh, I could, pick, I could pick up my bike and I could just go home. But there was no way I could, could do that. I mean. Because yeah. you thought you were just going to fucking get up and go, huh? Yeah. From your fall? Yeah. You didn't feel anything. I didn't feel anything. I just felt my knee throbbing. And I was like, oh, like, it's just... Fucked up your knee. Yeah, it's just, no, it's just like a little cut. Yeah. Nothing, nothing much. Yeah. But then, um, out of nowhere, like, I look around and I don't see anybody. And I'm just like, it's 3.30 in the morning, I don't see anybody. And, uh, it's, it. Yeah, it's just three thirty in the morning, and I'm just like, okay, where, okay, what do I do? Like, yeah. And then I try to basically pick up my bike, and then out of nowhere, he didn't have a car. This guy didn't come out of his house. It was like like a guardian angel. So you don't remember seeing this guy at all. And you were able to, you were able to see, but you didn't see it. I saw, I saw everything. Yeah. I didn't see this guy though. You said, so you saw this dude, and what did he? T- you didn't see this dude. You heard this voice. I heard this voice, and he goes, 
oh, don't worry, son, I'll take care of you. Yeah. Which was like, and like at that moment, I felt at ease. Yeah. Like at ease. I was, even though I was like all like broken. Um, and he kept saying that, we're, oh, everything's going to be fine. Just get out of the middle of the street. Just get out of the middle of the street and go um, over there by the sidewalk. Yeah. So, yeah, like, it, it was crazy because um, uh, after that happened, the paramedics showed up. Not the police, the paramedics. The paramedics showed up first to the incident? Yeah. So, that's what happened. And then on the on the police report, it doesn't show... A witness? A witness. Wow. That's what I don't understand. Like, and he could, and it could, it didn't even say anonymous. It just did it. Did it show like a phone call history in your phone? Or? The phone call history on the on the uh, thing was a thing from New York. Wow. That's what like I like I the nine one contact. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't want to tell anybody. Yeah. Like this is the first time I'm actually saying it, but like, like, yeah, it was a New York number, like. It's fucking crazy, dude. Like, just to think about anyone in New York <laughs> randomly at 3 a.m., like in San Anita, and I don't know, it's just, it's a, like it's it very weird. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. And I, I, I called the dispatch thing. Yeah. And I, I asked for him, I requested it, and I got the, the recording. Yeah. And it said, like, like, the guy talking, oh, like, all calm, like, oh, I have a, um, his name is Marcos Ramos. He, yeah. He, like he, uh, some guy hit and ran, and he's like bleeding really bad, and he's like, like, please, like, send someone. Yeah. And it was like it was crazy because, like, like who's who was that? Like, like there was no one I could thank yeah. for like that. The. So, you, someone called the paramedics for you, or the cops, or something. Yeah. Without you noticing anyone right there. Yeah, and no, like no one was around me when you, I got there. Do you remember taking steps from like the motorcycle accident to the sidewalk? Yeah, and wow. no one was around me. Wow, that's that's very bizarre. And then in the in the pictures, like uh, in the pictures uh. For the police report, my bike was moved. Hmm. It was moved? Yeah. It was moved like how that guy said he was yeah. going to move it for me. Okay, so after this miracle happened, <laughs> you not being dead on site, because yeah. I'm pretty sure if it was like my height and weight, I would have, I would probably died like going that far. Yeah. You know, going that far and it's a miracle that you're alive right now and that this random boys from New York called and helped you out and you you wake up in the ambulance mm-hmm. and like what happens do you remember what happens in the ambulance uh, so I wake up and uh, I wake up or whatever and they're sawing off my helmet they're sawing it off yeah they're sawing it off straight to keep my neck straight because yeah. they thought I had like spinal and neck injuries so yeah. they kept it straight and um, it was like after that, I blacked out again. And then I woke up in the ER and like I thought I died because it was all white. Everything was white. 
Yeah. Like not one thing in that that room was like not white. Not white to me. Everything was like I I thought I died because my brother comes in and I'm looking at my hand and it's just bent backwards. And my fingers, my wrist was like just snapped off. And then my knee was just gone. All this road rash. Like I'm shirtless, like wondering where I'm at. Yeah. And I see my brother. And I was on pain medication already, so like I didn't feel anything. And my brother comes in, he looks at me and just starts crying. And like, fuck, it just made me cry, dude. Like, so you thought you were dead with your brother coming in. You were just yeah, looking like, at him. Yeah, because I saw my brother coming in first and I was like, like, he looked at me and just fucking started bawling, dude. And I started crying. I was just, like, was yeah. trying to, I wanted to hold his hand, but, like, obviously my hand was, like, like fucking, yeah. it was broken, dude. Were you able to move your hand? Nope. Because you said it was, like, almost backwards. Were you able to, like, manipulate your fingers to move? No. No. It was just, like, all, like, snap backwards. And it was just, like, all different directions. And I tried to reach for him. And, like, he would keep left the room. Yeah. And then after that, um, he calls my mom, tells her, this is already 4.30 in the morning, almost 5 o'clock. And then he basically, um, my mom comes in. She, she, she like, tried to keep it together and everything, but I knew, like, right when she left the room that she was just going to cry. Yeah. And then my dad came in around, like, maybe, my, my, my mom and dad aren't together. Yeah. So, um, like, but they still, like, like keep in contact, like, yeah. about, you know, just things that have to... Yeah, I get you. Same with my parents, yeah. Yeah, so, basically what happened was, um, she called him, like, he didn't answer, and then my brother called him, he didn't answer, and then he called back my mom, and then, because if you're getting two calls at... At, at once. Yeah, two calls at once at five o'clock in the morning. Like yeah. I'm pretty, it's not good. Yeah, it's, it's just not getting good. a random call that early. It's it, fucking weird. Yeah, like there's who's gonna call you at that time unless you have work at that time. Yeah. And then um, so that happened, and he comes in, and I've never seen my dad cry. My dad was always like a a tough guy. Like basically said like like oh crying's for pussies and this and that. And yeah. I've never cried once in my life, this and that, and then, like, I see him cry, and it was... Very uh, surreal. It was, yeah, it was, it was a trip, dude. It was, it was a fucking trip. Like, when, the first time um, you told me about it, like, I was just going through everything, like, thinking about it, and putting my spot in that place, it's... So, it's crazy how you deal with it right now so fine, compared to, like, how I imagine anyone else dealing with it uh-huh. like it's a miracle you're alive and and you're just yeah. not like fucking bummed out too yeah. like it's a miracle you're not bummed out about all this you know <laughs> yeah of course dude i mean i mean why am i gonna be a sad sack that's just gonna just yeah that's also a cool thing to look at like um like everyone at least going through like something or like i know i was going through my thing i was telling you how I have traits of a hypochondriac now. Yeah. Like, I laugh at it just because I was the last person to ever imagine having, yeah, like, I mean, traits of that. But, like, shit does happen. And 
you just have to learn how to cope with it. And your story touched me so much, like with you going through like a breakup, accident, like your dog getting, like you can't even see your dog anymore. Yeah. And like your like pad, like my career, like my your, everything, dude. like it was just like going, like, like sky high peaking. And just, you know... Like, you're at the point where you're really, like, settling down and, like, figuring out your next steps. And it got... It got the rug out pulled out from under you. Yeah. That was, like, it was just, like, the moment. stock market. It just dropped points, like... Yeah. Like, no fucking tomorrow. Yeah. Because, um... People that haven't, um, seen Marcos, both his hands are... Were broken. Are they broken? Um, my wrist... My right wrist is broken... I had surgery in that one, and yeah. I have a screw in that. That's keeping my wrist together. That's on my right hand. My left hand, uh, all the bone, well, all the fingers except my pinky. Yeah. My pinky was broken, but all the fingers are in it um, were pulverized. Yeah. So they were, like, smashed, no bone, basically. Yeah. So what they had to do was... Um, or, yeah, I was just smashed, and it was really, it was really bad. So, they told my mom, like, to get out the room. They told my dad to get out the room, and they go, oh, we have, um, yeah. um, we're going to re-break his hand first. You told me they had to give you ketamine. Yeah, they gave, break me, your hand. gave me, gave me ketamine, gave me out of van. And people that don't know what ketamine is, it's horse tranquilizer. Yeah. And horses weigh, I believe we're on a ton. To two tons, yeah. They were, I think they almost weigh like two thousand really? pounds. Some horses, dude. Really? Yeah, like I want to like look, look up how much a horse weighs, dude. Yeah, like. And imagine a horse tranquilizer, and how much? Like, what are you? One forty? One fifty? One thirty? I was one fifty at the time. You're one fifty at the time, dude. Imagine <laughs> horse tranquilizer getting shot into you. How that would make you like? F- this is the amount of pain and agony he was in that he got horse tranquilizer to stop the pain. Yeah, they go from 840 to 2,200. Yeah, so like around two, always around a ton. Yeah. That's, like, like, how, how was that getting ketamine shot into you, dude? Uh, it was like, that's like out of this world. Honestly, dude, like, I'm going to be completely honest with you. Like, it was like the best feeling of my life, dude. Yeah. Even knowing that I was like so badly beaten to yeah. shit. Like, you didn't feel anything. I didn't feel anything, dude. What were you saying at the time? Do, were you, do you remember seeing anything? Yeah, my dad was playing um, Juice World. And you said he was playing Lucid Dreams? Yeah, Lucid Dreams. So I playing <laughs> Lucid Dreams and like it's about like a love song or whatever. It's a pretty good song. Like It's like, a real good song because it's like vibes and... Um, yeah. Talks about deep emotions. Yeah, like it where talks you're about at. deep emotion. I was like, fuck, like, like, this is like, I told him to put it, and then basically they just stuck the phone like right next to my ear, and then I was listening to it. But at the same time, I could hear the cracks uh, from them cracking my wrist. And um, the note, the basically like, I could see my bones being cracked as in, in the air. Yeah. Like, even though they were doing it, so I couldn't see it, like, I could see each bone, like, being cracked, and I could see, like, a little, like, a note. 
You could like visualize like them breaking your hands. No, like I don't, I don't know how to explain. Like, say if like, like if I like break something or tap something, yeah. and then you'll see that tap, that tap, 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 tap. Oh, I tap, get tap. you. So like, when notes going off or yeah, like that's like an echoing an image yeah. of it. But I was only hearing it. So while the music was playing, that was happening. Wow, that's weird. So it was like, it was like, honestly, like one of the best drugs I ever had. Like, <laughs> like I mean. it was like, yeah, it was ketamine because like, it was, it was like, yeah. it was just such, such a crazy like vibe and everything that I was going through. My God, dude, it reminds me of like you taking like an intense, like, Shroom trip, but times a thousand. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was crazy, dude. It was really trippy. So, your arms got broken, and they put screws in your hands. Yeah. And what about your legs? I put pins in my. You put pins in your hands. Pins in my hands to to pins, and they cut it open. They put bone paste. Bone. What is this? That like a filler, like a bondo type yeah, deal? Yeah, like a bondo type dude. Because yeah. like that's a, they were smashed, dude. They were just gone. Yeah, some fragments must have like disappeared or dispersed, or they probably cleaned it out. Yeah, and then um, yeah, they they rebroke it or whatever, and then stitched me up, and uh, my knee, my kneecap actually is flat now. Like it's not rounded how it'd be like a regular knee. Yeah. So it's flat. I mean, he said it doesn't change anything, but I could feel like a little walk in my step is not as preppy as it was like, before. Yeah. But like from my knee, almost down to like my shin, I want to say, was just split open. The skin was just flapped out. Oh my gosh. So. And that was on your right foot, right uh, knee. Left, 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 knee. left knee. My right knee didn't take an impact at all from really? anything. I only had like a little scratch. Just the picture of it. I know you have photos of it. And I don't want to see them. <laughs> I, know, I know that. I know that. I know how you get it. But it was... Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to see them. But like, do all of all of this and like the relationship, like. Like what's like what's next for you or like how how are you dealing with it like a total one eighty on your life like yeah it's a total one eighty I mean obviously I moved back with my mom yeah uh, obviously I think my mom has been there she's yeah. she has been there because you also you also need help with some shit like cleaning your wounds like they need to be like attended to and all that yeah my like I honestly like at first. I was, I was in the hospital for, I think, only, like, four days, yeah. five days, but it was, like, like the like the worst five, five days, days of my really. life, dude, but, like, shouts out to that, to the, the, um, hospital, it was, I went to a Huntington Memorial, Memorial in Pasadena, and whenever I had, like, a little ounce of pain, they would just fucking dope me up, dude, oh, wow. they were doping me up on, like, so many things, dude. Yeah morphine whatever like i wanted they were hooking it up because they didn't want me to be pain they yeah. didn't want me to have pain, any pain that's 
they wanted me to be at ease because they knew, like, right when you go home, you're going to be in pain. That's trippy. That's, like, what a great, like, hospital. Yeah, like, <laughs> they were like, that like, down that, for you. Like, they were that, like, because they looked at me and, like, like they were just, like... And what, what did your doctor tell you? Like, it was a miracle you were alive? Yeah, the doctor said, like, like somebody going that fast and losing control like that he didn't slam his neck into anything. He didn't hit his head like super hard. Yeah. Um. He he he's like he doesn't have spinal cord injury or paralyzed from like the waist up. Yeah. And or the waist down from that and that like everything was like my body was like yeah healthy because if. You were, let's say, out of, um, not ragging on people that are out of shape, but if you are out of shape, how do you think it would have looked like if you were an overweight dude? You possibly could have died, huh? Well, they said, like, yeah, dude, like, what I did was I... When and I, if your immune system was shitty, too, yeah. you could have died from, from that amount I, of blood loss. Yeah, because, like, when I was on was the paramedics... I was losing so much blood, and then when I went to the ER, my brother just looked at my bed, and it was just covered in blood again. Yeah. After they just changed it. Yeah. You just lost so much blood. Yeah. And if your immune system was... Yeah, you could have easily died just from that like, like my high, If I had high blood pressure, like it would did, be like... Did you have like a concussion or anything? No, dude. No. But like, the, like now, it's like sometimes I forget like a lot of shit, dude. Like, that I didn't forget before, like, maybe because, like, it's, like, the track of days and stuff that I'm, like, losing. Yeah. Or if it's just something else, but... Well, you said that they give you, like, prescriptions, too, right? Like, um, still. Do you think it's, like, a mixture of, like, all of that and this not being as proactive as you were once able to? Well, actually, stop taking it, they cut me off because they said that it was, a. Uh, um, they basically said uh, to me that, what did they say to me? Basically they said that they're only supposed to give their patients only two, two weeks to four weeks of medication. Which I was like, what, what kind of hospital? And this is Kaiser. Yeah. I was like, what kind of hospital is this? Like, so that's just a, like a month or a half a month. A half a month, yeah. And I was like, dude, like I'm in pain. Yeah. I'm in pain, dude. Like every day, like, like I wake up, I um, I can't move. Obviously, I'm in pain. I was like this, like just like basically like a gingerbread man. I was just like stiff like that. Yeah. And like um. Yeah, like, what do you, I mean, no. it was just really f- fucked up that Kaiser didn't give me, like, my medication that, like, I actually needed, which was for pain. Yeah, exactly, what, what they expected they, to fill. Because Huntington Memorial was, was, gave me a whole list of medications that yeah. I should be taking, and over here, they cut it, they cut it off. Like, when they transferred you over? Yeah, they're like, nah. You don't need any of those. It's like, dude, like you don't know my pain tolerance. Yeah. You don't know. They also didn't go to the initial surgery. Yeah, they didn't. And yeah, I 
Like, I had two plastic surgeons working on me at the yeah. same time. They probably just looked at you like, this is young kid trying to milk, you know? Yeah, and I was just like, dude, like, drugs. I go, dude, I'm in fucking pain, dude. Like, yeah. you understand? She goes, oh, no, like, it'll be it'll be good, it'll be good. And I'm just like, no, I won't. I'm going to go back, and I'm going to do what? Yeah. Because you also need those pain medications to go do shit, like, get up. Yeah. <laughs> to get up. Um, to go fucking use the restroom, take a shower, eat breakfast. Dude, I couldn't even take a shower. Yeah, just from all that movement, right? All the movement, all the road rash. Oh, it must have the water touching the burn, the skin, right? No, not even that. I mean, when I was in my bed, yeah. Every time I would like lay down, or whatever, my mom would have to get a new sheet because if she got me up, it would be covered in just pus. Wow. Because like it just like your skin's trying to grow back. And you're just trying to grow back on the fucking cover or some shit. No, I'm not going. I'm not trying to grow back yeah. on the cover, but like all that plasma. Oh, the plasma. It's called plasma. 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 Probably plasma. I think plasma is something else. Oh yeah. Well, basically, all that would stick to my sheets. So my mom would have to rip it off, and like it was just, yeah. it was just like a horrible day, dude. It was just horrible days, like. Just even though the smallest things were the worst, because we're like. Like, it was kind of weird I offered to help you put on your shoe, but that's because your hands are, like, it's hard to, for them to move around. Well, like, well, this one's, like, immobilized. I can't move this one at all. Like yeah. My left one. And then my right, I barely got my cast off. Yeah. But I can't even do a, a like, a, I don't know, how would you say? A fist? Like, a, I, I could do a fist. I can't, like, move my wrist down. Oh, I get you. Like, Just, like, you know, bend your wrist or yeah, something? Yeah, like, if you go like that. Oh, I get you. Just put it, like, in a rotating motion. Yeah, yeah, in a rotating motion. Like, I can't even do that. That's fucked up. That's, that's where the weird part about them not giving you medication you actually need it, like... Exactly. You like, need to do all these things and you're in pain doing the smallest things. Yeah, like, I'm in, like, pain. That's what I get you. Really? So, so, so you, you say your mental state's different, though, right? Now it is. You said you, you don't feel like 100% how you used to be. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, as far as, like, I'm still optimistic, but, like, it's just the, it's just the, obviously, because I'm a mechanic for cat, like, I need my hands to work, so I want, yeah. and they told me, like, one doctor said something, and one doctor said something else, so they go, your left hand's only going to have, like, 60%. Uh, use yeah. you may not even be able to put a fist and I was like like what's next and then the other one the other one when I went to go get it checked out and my mom wasn't there and she said like it was like um the doctor was like oh you're lucky you at least get back 20% wow. and 20% is nothing dude it's just like having a hand just chilling right there yeah. which is f- like Fucked. You can't even snap your fingers at yeah. 20%. Yeah, so that's what like, kind of scares me. That's what kind of blows me out. But, like, my state of mind is, is honestly just to, like, now, it, it, it changed a little bit from that, and then it changed from, like, I shouldn't be worrying about that. I should be worrying about getting my shit back together how it was. Your story is, like, so admiring, too, because, you're like, you're on the speedy road to, like, to recovery. Like, you're walking around, like, you're doing shit. Whenever I offer to do shit for you, you always, you always tell me no, that I could do it myself. And, um, 
So like like what's what's next? You're just you're trying to get get your own spot back. You still have your house. I mean, you still have your your job confirmed. So that's yeah, cool. That's that's the the thing that's that, cool. That meant a lot to me. That they they loved me there. Yeah. And they like. Well, you're a likable dude. Like I've never seen you like in this state. Like you seem fine, even with all these like injuries and like these cuts. But like I've never like seen you like I don't know just that like home or like just not doing three things at once is what i mean yeah you know yeah but, like for everything that happens to like happy to you or, or do you need um physical therapy or anything or yeah i'm work? doing physical therapy for like like till next year to next year for for everything for um two two arms and for two, like, two arms and leg yeah yeah well like it's it's cool that you're just not in a sad state. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, what is there to be sad about? I don't know. When people come, my, when yeah. people came to my house to like look at me, like they got so sad, and I was like, "Why are you being sad? Like, cheer up, dude! Like, yeah. this is like, like it happened already. Like, let's just enjoy like, that, that I'm still here. Like, like yeah. God. I mean, I I don't know about you, your religious religious beliefs or anything like that, but like. <laughs> I'm pointing at paintings in my house. <laughs> it's very contradicting. Contradicting. It's like the Virgin Mary and the Pope. You know those. Those are actually um burnt Bible scriptures that make that um skeleton Pope. That's sick. Yeah, yeah actually, pope. there's a cool story that I have behind it. So the thing I'm showing um is a skeleton Pope, but it's made out of burnt um. Bible scriptures <laughs> and that um that Virgin Mary carrying the goat that's a skull but the coolest thing about that the skull one it looks cool right my uncle did it he did it with um my cousin that passed away that's, that's him, him um they both um were ripping out pages from the Bible Dude, <laughs> and like that's bur- burning them and they made that it's, I'll probably make it like the thumbnail or something but <laughs> that's sick, it's yeah. sick I don't know where I fall on the religious spectrum um like it's it's because you mentioned one thing that like you said you were pronounced dead right um they said the doctor told me privately he told me like i was a yeah i don't know if i care that out should i say that or no what should i edit that out or you quote me saying that what pronounced dead you with it? Oh, okay, cool. But I didn't know if that was like a private thing because it scared me because you told me that you were pronounced dead and then the thing I asked right after is like, oh, like, did you see anything? Yeah, And dude, you said no, dude, nothing. It was just blank, dude, because like... So that's where I fall on the spe- spectrum of things, you know? It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I understand completely. Like, 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 you expect to see something. Like, I'm not religious, but my biggest fear is just to see black, you know? Like that's 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 what freaked me out about your story too, and like really hit home. Like, pronounced dead, and you didn't see shit or don't remember shit. You know. Yeah, like I, like, I don't remember. It was such like a, it's so brief. Like it was yeah. just like a like a type of thing. Yeah. But you're you're a religious person, right? Like um, you believe in something. Yeah, or? I believe in I believe in, in God. I believe in God, and yeah. like, um, I admire that. I. I was raised like that, and 
Yeah, I do believe like there's a high, there's a higher power, and like I believe that there was a that person, whoever that helped me that night was my guardian angel. Yeah. I don't know where I went wrong. <laughs> Huh? I don't know where I went wrong, dude. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't believe in, like, shit since I was younger. Like, I would go, like, I didn't tell you, but, like, part of this is, like, supposed to be, like, kind of funny. So this will be the funny part. Just to lighten up the mood. <laughs> so I used to go to catechism, and they used to give us homework, and I used to never do any of it. I'm like, what am, what am I going to do, repeat catechism? My friends are paying for the shit anyways. <laughs> and right after um, Sunday Mass, I would get out, and I used to tell my mom, like thank God that's over. <laughs> she yeah, used to get so mad, dude. Fucked up, dude. <laughs> Since I was a kid, dude, I was like, thank God that that's over. And she used to get so mad at me. I wasn't able to get an ice cream after church. Damn, you could even get an ice cream. <laughs> hey, mom, they get up with ice cream. Nope, you hear that one. Was just <laughs> there's no ice cream in the hell, bitch. <laughs> like when we go home, there's ice cream in the fridge, but I'm gonna throw it away. <laughs> There's going to be no ice cream where you're going, boy. <laughs> but, yeah, I've always been, I don't know. Like, since I feel like, um, I don't know, like, the hypochondriac part of me like says, like, damn, like, I wish there is a heaven or I wish I believed in it. Like, I don't knock, knock on anyone that is religious because I actually wish I was that religious at the end of the day. Yeah. Like, to tell you the truth. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not for everybody. I mean, no, dude. Like I wish. Like I, I didn't get into it. Like Leo was in it. Yeah. And my one, like past exes, like high school exes, yeah. was in it, and she was like, I wasn't really about it. Now I see like it in a different perspective because it's like, a, what happened to me. Religion is um, it's a beautiful thing. Like all the stories and like the traditional like the things you go through and the motions. But I just think somewhere it went south and it went corrupt. And I think that's what puts me away from it. Yeah. It also could be like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't want to get that deep into religion. I was going to dive yeah. at first, but I just stopped yeah. myself yeah. my tracks. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That'll be for another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I feel like we went through everything. Like, I feel like, was there anything... Anything you want to shout out or say at the end of this, or just thank you, thank you to you to me. To you, <laughs> I feel like I'll be the last person uh, yeah, dude, to like, say thank you. you, to you. To you. Like, thank you to my mom, dude. Like, yeah, she's 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 no woman in my life. Yeah, no, I want to say thank you for being on this and um, just for being such an understanding person to see. Um, I think I feel like I'm a hard person to get along with <laughs> no, <laughs> because it's hard to get in contact with me uh, <laughs> like, you, gotta you, know, call, you gotta call him but you can make it happen yeah. <laughs> you can make it happen <laughs> yeah dude because um summer just ended and i felt like summer was such like a learning a huge learning experience for you yeah, and i felt like i learned a lot over the summer i felt like a lot of things happened this summer um i've I've had a lot of heartbreak this summer just because I felt like I fell out of relationships. Um, nothing, nothing. It's not a boy-girl type thing. It's like actually with people you cared about, you know? I feel like I fell out, out of a lot of that and um, out of stuff that I felt like I gave a chance to before and I feel like I was just 
not being treated appropriately or anything. I'm not gonna um, put any super details out there, but if it applies to you, it's probably you. <laughs> don't know, don't know, like, why? Yeah, dude, um, I told you, I told you about it, right? I told you about my whole thing, and what happened to me over the summer. Yeah, I mean, but... My whole situation. I mean, if that person is willing to, like, just, you know, let bygones be bygones, then... Yeah, I feel like that's more on my end now, too. <laughs> like, or, I don't... Or a simple, or a simple sorry, maybe we'll come out of it. Yeah, because I feel like I'm such a part of my life where I just want positive, like, people and energy, and I just want to make stuff, you know? And I don't want anyone to take away from that. Yeah, I mean, dude, positivity is key. That's why I feel like I just need nothing but positivity right now. I feel like everyone should use nothing but positivity and not be scared to leave, like, a toxic relationship or to... Toxic relationships could come out, like, in many forms, too. (laughs) Like, if if you're thinking too much about it or if you develop resentment or if there's a lot of second thoughts, you should probably look into that relationship and probably I'm not saying cut it but do what's best for you analyze it just analyze what's best for you because you're only living for yourself at the end of the day you know exactly exactly dude like you thought you were living for someone else and that person that person was living for someone else a blink of an eye left you know so at the end of the day you really do have to live for yourself alright guys thank you Marcos Thank you. Um, I'll let you know on this airs. And, oh, where could we, um, are you a big fan of social media? Huh? Are you a big fan of social media or? Yeah, <laughs> what's, what's your um, handle or um, you want me to just put it in or you could say it? Uh, well, you, I mean, you could put it. I mean, I'll put a, it in. And I was so compassionate. And I was so, okay, there's also this um, thing that I've been wanting to tell you for a long time. <laughs> and I've been so awkward and I feel like this is the best time to bring it up before we close this down. Uh-huh. You had two profiles at one point, right? Yeah. You had two profiles, right? Yeah. I was following one profile <laughs> this whole time. And I was never following your main, but I've always wanted to tell you about it in person. Before I followed it, and it was random. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I was following your other profile, but I will follow your, your personal. I was always aware of it, but uh, I had to tell you in person. You were following the one that I was like trying to get a company up and running. Yeah, I was following your company one and not your personal. I'm sorry yeah, about that. Nah, <laughs> I'll follow it right after this. Yeah, and I've been meaning to, I looked through it, but I was like, damn, I can't follow him. He's going to think I like unfollowed him for some nah, reason. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I was trying to think you don't too. The other day, you always attack you in the. Dude, I've been so scared <laughs> about the situation happening. <laughs> No, because I was like, for the longest time, I was aware of it. <laughs> because you're like, you follow me, right? I told you, yeah. And then I looked, I was like, I was like, what the? And then I was aware about it for like two years, but I felt like I had to tell you <laughs> before I jumped back into it. Yeah. Because you, I didn't want you to think like, did this guy follow me for some reason and refollowed me? Yeah. So it was never that. It was, the original was I never followed the right profile. <laughs> yeah. I followed your company's profile. No, I'm no, sorry. no, I know because I like I think I don't know if my phone number was connected to it or whatever, yeah. and then or you just like I followed you. Yeah. And I couldn't find your your okay cool. on your, on your brand. I couldn't find you. Yeah. 
No, okay, cool, cool. I don't know why I couldn't find you on it. Like, okay. I was just like, okay, like. What the I just wanted to clear that up, you know. Oh <laughs> no, that's okay. Nothing, dude. Nothing. All right, guys. Um, that was the Rearmist Radio number number three, possibly. And we'll see or send emails if you want. Um, and I'll send them Marco's way. And yeah, that's it. We'll see you guys later.